0: Howdy, Matt from the Hotbox, of course. This is Cannabis Science Part 2 from the Helena, Montana Medical Grower Association Symposium. Ah yes, in this episode, you'll hear scientists, doctors speak about the chemistry of alternative delivery, the chemistry behind the butter, uh, decarboxylation
1: (laughs) of your cannabis edibles, You gotta decarboxylate, otherwise it doesn't activate. Word. How the body absorbs the edibles, the baking process, and of course the rest of the alternative delivery methods. So uh, enjoy. So, I wrote that check and I have driven miles and done hours. I have been to more chapter meetings in this state than probably any of the other members with them. I've been to at least two meetings in every chapter. Dinner had started one, and I haven't got to go to that one yet, but I'll get there. Great Falls has got one going. We're going to be going to those, too. What I ask you all to do, please, attend dinner tonight when we have Irv speaking. We've got some great stuff going. I know it's a $50 plate. <coughs> this organization is brand new. We are one year old. We're broke. <laughs> so please come and have dinner. Um, it's going to be very important. Then we're going to have mirror dancing after. Come dance with me, please. I don't have all my bunches done on my dance card, but um, the MMGA is gonna be a very crucial thing with the legislature this fall, and this, this coming legislative session in January. Um, we've got 50 days to have our voices be heard. Montana legislators understand associations, that's what they're used to dealing with. I've worked in state government for 10 years before I was terminated due to my injury, so I understand how the state government works. So when I saw Association, yeah, uh uh-huh, we're on the right track. The Flathead Beacon story was huge. It branded this organization with one newspaper article. It was credibility. Having this here and bringing Urban Rosenfeld to state so that people can see the federal government has been giving cannabis. And every one of you out here, if you've been paying taxes, you've been paying for cannabis for 28 years. When you say that to your opposition... Anybody who opposes you, you go, hey, did you know you've been paying for cannabis for 28 years? They go, oh, not me? I've never touched that stuff a day in my life. You taxpayer? Yeah. And then you've been paying cannabis for 28 years. I can tell you about. Here, go see this. Read about Earth right here. It changes their mind. They've been lied to. They don't like it. They'll, they'll be willing to learn that. But the MMG is going to help support and teach you guys how to represent yourself on the floor. Have your voice be heard. So please, go to meetings. Go to your chapter meetings. Bring patients. It's also a patient organization. Bring them to the meetings. We need the support. Come to dinner tonight. And if you can, <clears throat> donate to them. I mean, we need this all. It first all started out being a ticket event. Because we don't have any money. Well, we're flying by the seat of our pants and we're getting it done. <laughs> so help us out. You know, pay it forward. And we're going to make this work. But... Dinner is at 7.30, so please definitely come to that. If you have people who could not make it, please, please, please have them log on to hotboxpodcast.com front live. And they can go and log on and watch and participate. If they log in with chat, they can get questions in and that kind of stuff. And it's going to be going on tomorrow as well. So you'll have that ability to be able to do those things and get as many people involved and active in our industry as possible. So I'd ask you, please, 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 just support the MMGA. We have live auction items out there. Go bid on it, you know. But I hope to see at that dance. I don't want to auction off for roll of toilet paper for $300. We've done it in Lincoln. Come on, guys. So thanks for coming, and enjoy.
2: Thanks a lot, Heidi. And just, just to support what she was saying, I was sitting here just a few hours ago with a couple of the other founding board members of the organization, and we were just kind of... You know, really, really reflecting about how excited we are that this organization is now coming on at just about a year old and we've got such a great turnout today. Every other cannabis organization that, or not cannabis organization, but growers association or organization of this kind that has started has failed within a year in this state. Not saying any of the ones that have started currently and have not failed will. I'm just saying this is what we've seen and we're really, really happy. To see this surviving, we made it a year. We've got a great turnout, and we are we all have a really, really positive attitude for uh, the future. I can't
1: wait till
2: next year. It's gonna be a all right, for those of you who don't remember, I am Brandon Tillett one of the founding board members. I just want to remind everybody that everything today is going to be uh, streaming live on the web. Uh, welcome to the alternative delivery breakout session. Today we're going to be talking about alternative delivery of cannabis medicine. Essentially what that means is any way to get cannabis into your system to where it's having a medical effect that doesn't mean smoking it. A lot of people are worried about the negative possibilities of smoking things all the time. So we have a whole bunch of different people here that are going to talk on the subject. You heard from Rose earlier today. She's going to be reinforcing alternative delivery with science. We're going to be hearing from Von Hershkorn, and he, is, uh, he makes all sorts of really, really neat alternative delivery products, from salves to tinctures to honey to soda, and he's gonna be talking about his craft. And last, we'll be hearing from a 15-year chef here in the state, Tim Williams, and he is now working as the executive chef for Montana Canvas. So, I'm just gonna start things off by handing the microphone over to Rose, and she's gonna to talk to you all a little bit about the chemistry uh, of alternative delivery. <laughs> okay. Go, Go.
3: Okay. I am not as prepared for this one as I was for the last one. For those of you who enjoyed the last time, um, I, I wanted to talk briefly about um, about butter and the chemistry behind butter. And um, I guess I'll I might draw a couple pictures and uh, do a few things. There, uh, as we discussed in the last session, there's a a temperature, there's a temperature uh, arc that affects the stability of THC acid and THC. And as Noel mentioned in the previous uh, seminar, what comes off of your plant when you harvest is almost completely THC acid, which is unactive. So I like to say that there's THC acid and there's THC active. Those are the two for me how I will be referring to them. Um, So when you are making an edible product, (laughs) if you do not decarboxylate that product, you will not be enjoying any of the THC benefits or any other uh, non-acidified cannabinoid benefits of that plant. Um, If you took your cannabis and ate it straight, you would not feel any psychoactive effects. The the act of decarboxylization is what causes um, the most irregularity in edible materials. Um, I think that everyone in this room has probably had an edible at some point in time, and uh, there are people who have had uh, negative edible experiences, whereas you've eaten an edible and you feel nothing, or you eat an edible and two days later, you're wondering if you still have all the brain cells that you started with. And this is not something that you want to subject your patients to. And I think the <laughs> consistency of this, of edibles, is, is critical to the future of this industry. Because the medical industry is going to be against smoking. They are against smoking as a method of dosage. And yes, it is the most the most effective, immediate way to get relief using cannabis but it's not gonna be the only way. And there are ways to do it that are much more reliable um, by taking it in orally. And to get the best effect of that, we need to decarboxylate that medicine before we use it. Um, so, the, and you can't, you can't, like I said, it's the, when you have an edible product, um, there's, it's good to make things in a dosage size form uh, something that can't hurt someone when they're, doing, when they're eating it, uh, because there's the additional attractant of a baked good. You know, you always want to eat the whole cookie. Sometimes you want to eat another cookie. Um, you want to make sure that what the person who's eating this cookie knows what's in it and how it can affect them, because you know what? When you find out an hour later, you can't uneat that cookie. It's, you're done. You, you just have to ride it out. So, and, and that can be a very unpleasant experience, especially for people who are for new to cannabis and, um, or you know, have jobs to go to. Uh, so what we want to do, uh, what I want to do today, is to explain, uh, using chemistry, how you can get the most out of your cannabis butter. And that way you know that every time you make cannabis butter, you've gotten the most you can out of it. And that way there won't be a mystery as to why you're not getting anything in this cookie and next week you almost die. So that's that's uh, uh, that's where I want to start. And the, the the first thing I want to say is that this is a digital thermometer. Uh, it comes with a pro. It's available at Ace Hardware. $25, mm-hmm. maybe $30. This is your friend. This is your friend and it's your patient's friend. And you need to use this because all the magic happens at specific temperatures. And you can't, I know that a lot of people are using a crock pot or they're setting their oven or they're, they have, every, there's, there's a million ways on the internet to make butter or oil and um, none of them involve analyzing that afterwards, none of them. I have done that and <laughs> I can tell you how it's done and what happens in the end. And so that's what I would like to, to discuss today. Um, decarboxylization, um, as, as Noel mentioned earlier, happens hap- it happens in a, in a, as a, it ramps. So if your temperature here is is low, if you have a low temperature, um, you're not gonna get a lot of decarboxylation. It's gonna take a really long time to happen, whether it's uh, hours or days, um, uh, room temperature, nothing is gonna happen. The more you heat this up, um, uh, the faster it 's going to happen so and then there's a there 's a point where your THC and your other cannabinoids are going to vaporize and they 're going to be all gone and that that I want to say uh, is around three hundred sixty five I think that's that's pretty uh, um, So at 365, I'm going to say you're going to start losing THC. Now I'm going to be talking about THC just because that is what has the psychoactive effect and that is what is going to affect your patients uh, when they have an edible. Um, whether it's That's going to be their immediate response. So although it's not, obviously not the best way or the, the best cannabinoid or the only cannabinoid, it's going to be the one we talk about in this particular case. Um, So there's a, and I have a, I think I can convert between C and F. I'm in two different worlds here, so I'm going to kind of go from Celsius to Fahrenheit. Um, There are nasty things that taste nasty on your cannabis. If you juiced cannabis, which there's a doctor in California doing, um, tastes terrible. But there are are a lot of good things in there. But... uh, When you're making butter and baked goods, you want to avoid those. And so you can wash, most of them are water-soluble. You can wash those off in water. If you take your dried cannabis and wash it in water, um, you'll see the chlorophyll comes out. A lot of nasty-tasting stuff will come out. Um, Then you can drain that water, and then you can put it into butter. Now, um, butter... Butter, and, and real butter, we're talking about here, is, is about 82% oil, 82% fat, okay? It's about 1% milk fat, and it's about 18 or so, 19% water. This water is, um, is in your way, so when you melt your butter, if you actually use clarified butter to start with, where you've melted your butter down, you've separated it off, and you just use what I guess the Indians call ghee, it's just clarified butter, this will help you in your process. Um, Once you've washed your cannabis and you've put it in your butter or your your clarified butter, you wanna heat that cannabis until using your thermometer. I am not joking about the thermometer. Um, You wanna heat it up to about 145 to 150 degrees C. And and I know what that is because I wrote it down for the rest of you people. Um, 293 to 311. This is the temperature of magic. You can get, if you bring your cannabis, this is where the magic happens. If you bring your cannabis to this temperature for 15 minutes, you're done. Sweet. Okay? That's all you got to do. Then you can do all the squeezing and, and, and uh, you know, uh, cheeseclothing and, and whatever else you want to do to, to clean your, your stuff out. Also, as something Noel mentioned in the previous time, is that all of your cannabinoids are in the trichomes. They're all in the trichomes. So if you do not have to grind up your cannabis into, you know, flower-sized particles in order to get the benefit out of it. You can leave it perfectly big and chunky, just like tea or any other trim, um, and, and just rinse it off in the water and put it in this butter, and you will get all the benefit. Those trichomes, that those cannabinoids will leap into the butter. You just whisk it together, you sieve it out, and it's gonna be happy.
4: How much butter makes?
3: Um, you know, there's a recipe in this <coughs> on Montana Connect. It's, uh, it was like, uh, one ounce of of cannabis to one pound of butter, something like that. Um, The point is, and this is where you take notes, you do it the same every time. And I'm not going to tell you how much THC or cannabinoids you're going to get, but you're going to get all of them this way. And if you do it the same every time, you will be close to getting something consistent. And you will know why it's consistent. Um... Oil is also a perfectly good option here. This, using this, this method is 15 minutes at this temperature, and you have to wait till it gets to this temperature before you start counting. If it goes over this temperature, you're losing. You're losing that. But this temperature range is what works for you. This thermometer, worth every penny, all of them. 2,500 pennies, absolutely worth it. Does anyone have questions? Yes.
5: Do you have to use animal fat? No. Okay.
3: Any lipid will do. So coconut, coconut. fat? Coconut fat is good.
5: Vegetable oil is good. For for people, and this may be out of your realm of nutritional experience, for people with extreme sensitivities, mm-hmm.
3: what would be your preferred oil period? Absolutely no comment.
2: Coconut, coconut oil. What he said. Lots of stuff with coconut oil coming from this. Okay, that's
3: what I
6: Okay, yeah. Um, I, don't which question I'm um, I when I do mine, I mm-hmm. do water and butter and the cannabis. Yeah. And um, I, I haven't used a thermometer yet, but I assume that keeps it at
3: consistent temperature. Like it well. does. Yeah. Do it does. The, the problem out? is, it keeps it at this temperature, 100 yeah. degrees C. It's not going to go above that until all your water's gone. That's what it was like. So you have to keep this going for an indeterminate amount of time. You Can't help a, you if how long that it takes. When you
6: add fat to boiling water, though, doesn't it raise the boiling temperature some? When you what? When you add fat to boiling water, doesn't it raise the... the it, it's not going to raise it over
3: 102. Okay. Uh-huh. It's not going to get you to 150. So the
6: best, because I like using the water because it does blow. So if I just rinse it really well first, then right. just put it Same thing? Yeah. Okay.
4: Oh, yes, sir. Oh. Yes, mm-hmm. um, you were talking
0: about the tonic. Time? Um, you are talking about the tonic a little bit. The tonic? Yeah. T-
3: Did you say so much? No. No, you
7: said lipids. Wax lipids. is and oil.
3: Lipids, yeah. I said lipids. Yes.
5: My question comes to back to this temperature
3: on. thing. Okay, yeah. so we've
5: been really careful. We've done our oil, our butter to this 311. Uh-huh. Then we go to bake it and the temperature calls
3: for 375, haven't we destroyed our work? Yep. I'll say that, I'll qualify that. Um, I'll say if you're baking something at 375, um, and you can use the thermometer for this, is that the interior temperature of what you're baking is not going to reach 375. the
4: pan won't either. Okay. Yeah. The protein's set up at like 160, 165, which is what makes your cookie or whatever you're baking. Baked instead of goo. So. Makes makes the chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it. Yeah. You know, yeah.
3: So you
5: do have.
4: Cooks out before that.
3: You know, you have this this range that you can cook in, and uh, you know, any anything cooks in there. You know, you're not going to make a crusty loaf of bread, but you're you you can cook anything you, you need to. I think I'm I'm done. Does anyone else have a question? Because I think these guys got good stuff to say. Yeah. Just one quick question.
6: Sure. Um,
4: because it, your batter or whatever you're baking never gets anywhere. There might be a minimum amount of loss from the outside, the hottest part of it, but nothing, none of the part of anything that you're gonna eat gets close to 400 What that is for is to make the water boil and um, you know baking soda or you know, the egg, you know, it makes steam which makes things rise and stuff. But that's, you're just trying to do that quicker. I got one more
7: question. Yep. Um, like when we decarbolize for our tinctures,
5: mm-hmm.
7: well, what that is that the temperature we want to use too? Yes. Yeah. For that, that amount? Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um,
3: I, I want to change. I want to change directions here a little bit and talk about uh, how the body absorbs um, edibles and, and cannabis uh, because it's obviously everyone's experienced that it's it's different than than smoking. Um, there are advantages to edibles. Uh, in fact, that they, they work as an extended release of, uh, of THC and the other cannabinoids. They work as an extended release. Uh, everything is metabolized in your liver <coughs> long before it gets to you, the rest of your body. And so it can take an hour and last several hours, eight or 10 hours or longer, as some people <laughs> have found, to metabolize that material. So it's very good for people who are trying to sleep through the night. Now, a lot of people will say, I've taken an edible and I didn't feel anything. So I want to express that there are definitely specific ways to take edibles. Much like other medications that you take come with instructions. Do eat with food, don't eat with food, don't eat with this food. Edibles are the same way. In that you don't want to have a big meal and then say, oh, I think I'll take some tincture now. Because you're, you know, just like drinking on top of a big meal, you've got a lot of dilution going on. In here, And I bet a lot of it has fat in it, and all that is going to take longer for your body to metabolize for you to feel the effects of what you're having. And then it'll dilute the effects of your edibles. So if you're having a candy, or a tincture, um, or, or an edible, and you want the most effect, you want to eat that on an empty stomach. Yes, you can eat half an hour later, no big deal. But you got to get your body to let your, let your body have a head start. On metabolizing that material and I think that's definitely advice you want to give to your give to your patients um, so that they can get the best effect out of their edibles as well
2: all right I'm just going to switch things up a little bit and Smiley. I'm actually gonna have Tim talk next because he's our baker and we had a lot of discussion not only of making butter but a lot of edible questions so, we're going to get uh, Tim here to talk a little bit about his baking process, and maybe that'll clear up some of the questions we have. And we'll follow up with Vaughn talking about um, all the other alternatives that are beyond baking. Tim? I'm not going to stand up.
1: <laughs>
2: My name is Tim Williams. I'm a Crestview French
4: trained chef with 15 years of experience cooking. Um, only recently, for the last year, have I been cooking legally with cannabis. Um, <laughs> no comment on anything else. Um, uh, my, I, my title is the uh, executive chef and director of Mediball's production for Montana cannabis. Um, we uh, we don't use recipes that have one pound of butter in them. Uh, we have huge batches of butter and we do. You know, quite a bit of medical production, and uh, yeah, I didn't prepare very well for this, <laughs> Um Did you bring cookies? Yes.
5: Yeah. So how many batches?
4: Like 25 pounds. between, 20, eight, between 25 12 pounds and, of butter? Yeah, 25 pounds of butter. What? Yeah, 25 pounds of, of the, the can of butter. Oh, like wow. at a time, you know, between 12 and 25, depending on the day of the week and how much, what, how much we need at the, every time, but it's a, it's a very large pot that we make our butter so And we, um, I don't know, I have a little outline here, but I kind of strayed a little bit. Um, like like Rose said, cannabis is fat soluble, it works. Um, you can use any kind of oil that's edible, any kind of butter, um, coconut butter. Um, it, it, Sorry, I'm a little nervous now. Is there a It's okay. Um, we do quite a bit of uh, about you? eating cannabis works well because there's, for a couple of reasons, um, it, the, the THC remains a whole molecule instead of when you smoke it, it, it breaks it down. and and. It hits you real fast when it smokes It's so, you know, it's really quick up and then, you know, slow coming down off of it. Um, when you eat it, it goes through your stomach um, and, like Rose says, goes into your liver. It become goes from delta-9-THC to uh, 11 oxygen now, I don't know the chemical process of how that works, but that, um, and that's how it's used in your liver. Um, it... Anyways, we'll go back to, come back to that later if I remember where I was going. Um, I think that eating it is, uh, a lot of people and doctors have told us that eating it is obviously better for you than smoking it because you're not smoking a product. Um, It's, uh, I don't know, I'm just a cook, so.
2: (laughs) So it happens, everybody gets nervous from time to time, but we've got Tim here more specifically to answer cook-related questions because a lot of people do make medibles, and since he does a lot of cooking, he's got a good good amount of expertise. So I see we probably have one or two questions for Tim before we move on to Vaughn. I was wondering when you make the butter, how long can the
5: um, store butter stay good? for the freezer, do you have to use it right away?
4: The more oxygen that hits. The butter, the quicker the THC is gonna degrade. Um, we, I don't, I have never taken some butter and let it sit there for yeah, very yeah. long. You know, we we, um, we use most of our product that we make within a week of it being made. So I really, uh, I mean, I'm sure that we kept it in the freezer, the lower temperature yeah. is gonna help the, the lower temperature and less oxygen that hits it. It's gonna last
2: longer. I would also remember that with alternative delivery, we're working with much higher weights. If you've got you know, a stick of can of butter in your freezer, what does that weigh, four, five, six ounces? Now, one of the big things that we need to work on is a redefinition in the law as to how much one can hold when it's in an alternative form. But as of right now, if you're stockpiling butter in your freezer, that's kind of standing on a thin line that might be asking to get you in trouble. So I would not recommend Holding on to butter longer than you need it to cook with, if if you can.
5: Yeah? So, one thing to to answer first question my butter recipe says, and I've never kept it that long either, but my butter recipe says up to two weeks in the fridge, up to two months in the freezer. So, so I thought I would address it. But my real question for you is. Um, I I have a number of patients who don't necessarily, they don't want to do cookies, they want to do other types of edibles and I get a lot of questions about portion control, if I'm going to make a batch of spaghetti, how much of my herb do I have to toss in there? And since I don't make it in that way, I'm never really quite sure what to tell people. You know, what What I do in my spaghetti is is I use some of my cannabis butter and you know, some of the, the herb for making the cannabis butter because I, I, that taste in there is really good. And I, I do a batch of spaghetti for myself and my husband to tell a patient how much do I know how to toss into my spaghetti. Is there some sort of formula? <coughs> you,
4: you know, the thing you know with cannabis is that it's, it's all very personal. You know, I mean, you build up a tolerance <laughs> to it. Like, you, I don't recommend... I, what I tell people is... This is what our other patients say works. Because I'm not gonna tell somebody eat a half a cookie because a half of one of my cookies could send you to La La Land if you're not a regular user. You know, and if you're just using it to help sleep. We've got people that take one of our cookies and cut it up into six pieces and then eat it over a week. And we have other people that say they need three of them. So it's really hard to say,
7: Right, so is there a strength that, of anything based on like what peppers are
2: reading well, there Well, there, there is no out. specific strength because everybody's cannabis plant is different. I mean, we talked in the last session about cannabis analysis and how some plants uh, are going to be found with 1% or 2% THC and some as much as 20 So it's essentially you take the cannabis that you put in there, you take the process of making the butter, and when all of that is over and done with, you have something of certain concentration.
4: Right, everything 100
2: well, but, but again, again, if you only have 2% THC in your weed and you extract all of it, your butter is still not going to be that potent. So ultimately what you have to do is you have to use the support of the labs that Rose and Noel and Jeff are opening up around the state. And once you've made your metables, once you've got a process, if you use the same weed that you grow all the time and the same butter process get a batch of the butter tested, and I would assume it's probably usually gonna be close to that, and then you can start to do the science and portion control. But frankly, it's like anything else. If you wanna know exactly what's in it, you need it to be analyzed in a lab. I think
3: that's certainly the future future of this, is that we're gonna be making uh, um, quantified butter and quantified oils for patients to use. Uh, certainly, something I'm looking into. Um, that sort of production facility is not something I'm ready for yet. But I, patients want to make their own products, and I think that if I you know, if I sell you a bottle of oil that has this much THC in it, you can dose yourself the way you like. I have to ask butter. Um, it does get moldy in the refrigerator. So, is
5: there something that would preserve it? I, I understand yes. about the oxygen, yeah. But uh, is there a natural kind of herb or something?
3: Should just vacuum seal it, put it in the freezer until you're ready to use it. No,
5: I'm, I'm thinking doing it up in smaller batches, mm-hmm. just just so it doesn't get usable size of air. Can comment to that if you clarify the
2: butter,
5: yeah. it'll a, a lot longer. It's a fat. Right. There's protein. I saw. A, a, protein. Protein. Yeah, protein. Yeah. I saw a couple of
2: hands up. We have one over here that was wow. Because
6: again, like I said, I do the water and butter, which right. converted me into. That's that that's my <laughs> method. But yeah. Honestly. But,
4: what, what, lately, when I've been doing it, it's been my butter's been breaking. Any idea why? Like it's not. It's breaking. It's, it's not coming. I tried different brand of butter. It's not coming back. <laughs> I didn't. Give me the
7: generic Western Family stuff. Is the best butter out
6: there. I switched it up. I tried the almond butter. I tried. I did. I tried the German. Uh, really
2: what other uh, variables have changed? None. Oh, really? None. Kind of
6: yeah, you know,
5: I did, I well, I mean, the, the
2: I know. just the fact that you're using right, right. broth that was grown in the summertime and the conditions under yeah. that can be different. The, the Amish yeah. butter doesn't help either. So. No, no, I just right. heard other chefs say that
6: like, when you're dealing with it, like, it could be with this time of year, the cattle, could, they can resort. Like, I, I just didn't know. Like, well, remember yeah. that it breaks
4: down like
6: yeah. How, how, really, right. how does it break, break? I mean, like a cream sauce breaks down. Uh, uh, it breaks. It like, like manky. It won't uh It won't touch texture. It just gets right. manky. Is it Yeah, it's It literally breaks. Is
2: possible you're getting things too hot and just yeah. damaging yeah. the overall yeah. structure of the with,
6: with, with glass?
4: How long do you cook
6: it? I have from anywhere from an hour to five hours, I started cooking for an hour and still flipping breaking. And, break. and you but you had said that the heat can't because because I have water in there, it's not getting up, it can't get past the boiling point of water. So
4: but some it would be pretty. what, what do you say? I've made no. a lot of I know, I've never had Yeah, I, it, solid it,
0: Do you think
3: yeah. you're introducing some sort of acid to this to the situation? Uh, vinegar
0: or uh. Yeah. Um, no. Are <laughs> you putting the water and the can- and your butter? You've got your five hour cook done, and you've got your water still in there. You're not fully evaporating it up because no, you're not. using a wash. And this is how I do my oil and my butter. But I, I found that through testing that there's different times that that when it does decarboxylate at different temperatures, and when it stops, and when it starts to degrade to CDN there's, and etc um, so with your butter and oil I do my olive oil and butter with a wash with water and I'll let it keep going for eight hours mm-hmm. keep adding water to it boom When it's done I throw the whole thing in the freezer mm-hmm. and at a certain point the water and all the junk separates it sits in yeah. the bottom well, all the oil and the cannabinoids are stuck in the oil yeah. and the end butter you pull it out you cut that off and then you add right. your pure
6: no and that's what I started doing but I mean
0: but I- that's well, when
6: I—it's fine. Sometimes it's hard, but it's just—I find it odd that when I first started doing it, it just was water and butter, and I had you know butter rise to the top, and then it would harden and kick yep. right. it
4: up. And now it's just stops. I found, found that the Amish butter, like it does react differently. Like it'll—it'll it'll almost be like little granules of the butter when you. Like ain't fully churned. Yeah. Right. Something like yeah. and, and remember, remember like when you buy it, like some of them are this big around and some of them are this big around right. like the butter is different every time. It's it crazy you know. awesome. Yeah, there's, there's crazy awesome. There's a lot more nuts.
2: variables too than just the butter there. I mean, for example, the medicine that you're putting <coughs> in the baking with, I can't imagine it would necessarily have such a severe effect, but uh, I've noticed across the board that in summertime in Montana, the overall average medicine quality declines because more people are dealing with all the heat issues that you get in Montana. In the wintertime, it's cold enough out here. It's just perfect for indoor grows, and everybody's meds are top-notch. And it, it might have a lot to do with just the overall subtle quality changes in the medicine over the summertime has a harder time working with butter. Or, I mean, it's just a period, I don't know. But there's lots, there's lots of variables, I'm saying, go that go into there. You're not the only cook. I've,
6: I used to be a server. I've asked a million line cooks. I've asked this guy, yeah, and they're all like, I can't make mom days either just me.
0: Maybe you yeah, need to burn some sage and like take the curse out of the area, right? <laughs> I can't You so. um, guys are talking about butter. Um, I use something different. Another fat than butter is is butter
7: the
1: best to extract that? No, thing, or is they
4: all work fine. We, all work just We do olive well? oil. We do like salad dressings and okay. um, you know we do barbecue sauce oh, and, yeah. and, and well, hot wing sauce. And
2: People like butter everything. because it's standard and like all food recipes, so it just seems you to know, make but sense. but a lot of shortbreads call for oil, nice so,
4: you know, I, I don't like to use olive oil as much as I like to use, like, safflower or canola because they're the least flavored oils, you know, like, you know, why spend all the money on extra virgin olive oil when it's going to taste, it's not going to taste like olive oil after you the cooking process. It's going to end up tasting
1: like... Well, yeah. the question to you,
4: like,
5: you said that the ideal temperature was 293 to 311, and that's
3: past boiling. Is that mm-hmm. So you want yourself boiling for 15 minutes. That's I want I that water saying. gone. Yeah. Okay. I don't want you to deal with the water. That's what she was saying to
4: clarify the butter yeah, first. Yeah, you clarify the butter first
3: um, and just deal with the And put so it in, like for instance, if are using milk, same thing?
7: Mm-hmm. You just want it? It's that high. Yeah, you I don't can. think you'll
3: be able to do that. No. <laughs> you have to do it for, I don't, I don't really know how Or you have to do it at a lower temperature for much longer, and okay. the chances of it breaking seem pretty high.
0: Okay. Um, See, she just hit it at a lower temperature for longer because you can reach decarboxylation yeah. at a lower like, temperature. I don't know what your time frame is For there. a longer period, sometimes you don't want, Straight olive oil going into your cannabis and going for you know that amount of time at that high temperature. Uh, in, in actuality, it's uh, I I found through my coconut oil testing them. I make coconut oil capsules. I was making them with this recipe from the THCF Foundation that I got online. That they talked about decarboxylation, heat activation. Everything was pretty proper because um, I had studied and researched the science and everything, I was like, okay, this will work. And I was making them, and people were like, God oh, it works, and most people were, didn't do anything for me. Well, I finally ran into no and I was like, man, I do all this stuff. I need to have myself, test. I need to know what I'm, what we're doing here. Well, the capsules are one of them out of the many things that I do. I don't do anything without testing anymore. And the coconut oil um, with bud flour and or teeth, um, you know, the acid form of your uh, medicine, That oil, I was bringing up to 300 degrees and I let it go down and disperse it into my capsules and I was giving THCA to everybody. Uh, I captured 25 milligrams of THCA in each capsule. So I was like, what's wrong? Well, the heating elements and or the time. (laughs)
2: We're just going to go ahead and let Vaughn give his presentation um, here. So hold any questions for another 10 minutes. Once, hard time here, you Yeah, know. I'm going to give him the mic. But once he gives his explanation, we can open it back up to questions, and maybe maybe his presentation will answer some of what people have on their mind. Right
0: on. Um, yeah, I guess um, the biggest thing, the first thing I want to know, okay, here's all these recipes from books, from doctors, from online, from really serious... Uh, um, places where people are supposed to know what they're talking about. So I'm making these tinctures. I started out making glyceride tinctures because I'd seen a picture of one that was from 19, 1937 American Druggists Association. It's an ethanol extract. It's basically grain alcohol on cannabis sativa. As a medicine, of course, we've been using it for thousands of years and um, until recently had it been stigmatized, right? So anyway, I was like, that is so cool, man, cannabis in a (laughs) bottle. I've been a user, a medicine user since I was 11. I'm 42 now, and it has cured me from everything from spiritual to mental to emotional to physical, serious physical pain. And uh, so anyway, this is awesome. I was like, yeah, let's get this thing going. So I started looking at recipes and uh, started putting things together and uh, was putting it out there for people. And they are like, you know... Ah, it was really nice. It made me sleep. but you know, most mostly I had people like, can you make it more psychoactive? Can, you know, it didn't really do what smoking a hit does. And I was like, oh, well, it's not really supposed to do that, you know, and all this and everything else. Well, what the problem was, is there wasn't heat activating it long enough, uh, number one. Number two, uh, the ratios are very important. Okay, you can't just take an ounce of even really good medicine and put like a liter of liquid in it and expect that what you get and do proper heating and everything in the proper time and expect that that product is going to be potent for a dose. Um, it's basically ratio. Ratio and the potency of that medicine before you make your concoction. Um, so I'm going to make coconut bud capsules and I want uh, the milligrams per capsule to be 15 milligrams per cap. Because this person at 25 milligrams a capsule it's too rich well through testing number one i found my heating element number one i had to heat it for four hours at 275 degrees to fully decarboxylate um i ran it back one hour i was like two hours it seems so long and so hot that for me it, you know but nobody tested he'd say there's still a massive form this much three quarters of the way that four hours was the magic number. So there's an example right there. Now that was by itself at 275. So olive oils I've done and I do the wash and same thing. I was doing a 45 minutes If you're in acid form. I would do it for three hours. You know, it's like 200 degrees because in water it gets no hotter than, than that, I don't think. And so I found that magic number with water at like 200 to 180 degrees. It's gonna take about eight to nine hours to maybe 12 hours to fully decarboxylate the medicine. I like water, man. It washes the butt out. It washes all that. You're usually using the smaller stuff, the stuff that's the trim and whatnot to make oils. And uh, so water is good. But, you know, if you want to quicken the process, straight oil with the medicine. Um, so here's my deal. Uh, so to titrate dosage ratios, you um, you say, okay, well, with a half a cup of, op- of coconut oil and an ounce of ground medicine that's at an average of like 15 inch 15, 18% of high-grade medicine. What am I usually getting with that? Because I make this stuff all the time. Well, I usually get about 20 to 30 milligrams per dose. Okay, so this person wants 15 milligrams per dose. How am I going to figure that figure that out with my ratio? So what you got to do is you have to take that same amount of medicine if it's the same, um, uh, if it's the same strength level, because that affects everything, and you have to then cut that down in numbers per ratio, which is going to bring you what you hope to be 15 milligrams per cap. That takes a long time and a lot of testing to get to this point, but once you do, you're like able to, and I did this a couple weeks ago, made a woman 600 capsules at 15.6 milligrams per capsule piece, with the request that she get them at 15 milligrams a capsule. So we're looking at ratios and testing the importance of testing. Tinctures, same thing. I put the medicine, the glycerine, let it sit for a month or whatever, you know. Pull it out, squeeze it out, give it to people. Yeah, it's good, you know. But you know, no psychoactive effects. Well, you know, and again, you have to decarboxylate Three to four to maybe six months on the shelf at room temperature, it's going to decarboxylate as long as you're opening the lid and letting out the carbon, because the carbon is what's being removed from the molecule to make it into neutral form. Or you can heat it, you can heat it quicker, you can heat it hotter, you can heat it a little lower for a little longer. But there is a window there, there is temperatures that are too damn hot, and temperatures that are too low, and you're gonna be waiting forever, you know. Tinctures are fun when you do them on the shelf. I mean, they're really natural and, and they will decarboxylate, but I think it must take around six months or something. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I was able to formulate um, honeys, tinctures, each tincture, um, the whole drug is brought to Noel at the, at the lab. He tests it and quantifies it in milliliters. So there's 15.5 milligrams of THC in neutral form per milliliter in this bottle. Um, one milliliter is one dropper. So a patient can get this and say, 15 milligrams, one dose. I need 30 today, two doses. Half a dose, seven, seven milligrams of THC. So once you figure out, 25 is my magic number, 15, 60. I make capsules at 60 milligrams a piece, just for a certain person who is a heavy smoker. I'm a heavy smoker myself, so I'd probably have to take a 60 or 90. But I would never, like, make it and put it out there. So this is the problem, too. People are making really potent menace, throwing all this stuff in there. I'm going to make it the an obnoxious... It it's, you know, putting dogs in comas, you know, and drinking... <laughs> you know, people can't function, and they're like, you know, that is great for most of us. Yeah, we love to medicate. We want those brownies that are going to knock us on our butt, right? But at the same time, it's nice to have the ability to titrate. Know, you know, what is in here, man? When I, you know, even my salves, I have the oil tested. so when you get a salve, it says 350 milligrams of THC, in all two ounces, you know there's THC in there. Um, so, again, this is what I'm shooting for. Candies, 25 milligrams a piece. If you want more, I just can double, triple, take back and add more of my extract to uh, to make it more, potent, less bone. But what I found, 25 milligrams is a great neutral dose for any cannabis user. Are your recipes available anywhere? Are they... Um, I kind of have a little, like, <coughs> cap on them, but I'm, I'm really... Uh, I'm open to talking with people and getting them actually to get to the testing sites with Rose, if you're close to her, if you're closer to Noel, um, because, you know, seriously, this is where it's at, so with the science. And man, I would not be as successful as I am right now as far as success to me is making good medicine, man, and like being able to be, oh, God, man, my pain's gone, and thank you. Before, I'd be like, oh, I hope it works, man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I did everything it said, you know. Um, And uh, yeah, top of the test is like three milligrams of THC uh, (laughs) per dose, and I was like, oh shit. So what do I gotta do? More medicine? Yeah. Uh, More heat, less heat, did he? I'm
6: just about to do a glycerin tincture, and so I've never worked with glycerin before. It's like. What's too hot? Like, what should
0: I do? What's too hot? What's She's pretty hot much, hot? much nailed it right there. Those temperatures are. Okay, you really want to work with that? Yeah, I and mean, it's, I mean, an it's interesting. In yeah, you're going to get different outcomes for different heats. Like I said, hot, cookie, uh, cooked flavor, right. lower to lower temperature, longer time, you know, sweeter, maybe less, right. you but know, it's, that's, that not to hurt the, <coughs> the thing is, is if you bring it <laughs> up, if you bring that glycerin up above a certain temperature, you'll start producing toxic fumes. Oh, so, okay. What's that see, temperature? Oh, I think, yeah, you don't even want to get above like 300, you know, 15 or so, or 320, because... Yeah, put it in a soap and get it up above. Try to get it to boiling and see what happens. But open up the doors. I
3: you see You can just Google the boiling point of glycerin and you'll be fine. I, I don't know where it is off the top of my head. I haven't been, I don't make tinctures that way. But um, you, you can Google it and you'll be. It has a pretty high boiling point. Yeah,
7: like 400 and some you're, sure. you're saying 25 milligrams of THC per dose,
0: that 25 milligrams of pure. It's it's neutral form, yes, and this is what uh, he tests for and what I was talking about. So, like, you, you use honey oil as your base? Well, honey oil actually yeah. um, is a great is a great extract, but what happens is it's a 65, 55 to 65 percent THCA. You freeze it, it, comes, it gets frozen, it comes out with the liquid, and then it's evaporated off, and it's pure trichomes, but it's the pure trichomes that haven't even been... Deep so so that, that, that,
7: that honey oil still needs to be
0: carbolized? Most definitely. Yeah. That's the and then, the polar opposite of Simpson oil, where it's heat activated through the whole process of boiling the ethanol, but the boiling point of ethanol is only 150. But what happens is you are boiling it down, the extractions boil down, boil down, and then it's reduced on a, slow, a lower temperature for a longer period of time where it's evaporated. But I've had my Simpson oil tested at 55% THC, 3% THCA and actually had like 3% CBD because that strain had CBDs, a small percent of CBDs okay.
7: so, so like if I'm going to make edibles with honey oil, I want to decarbolize it, then get it tested. Yeah. Then say it's 55%, then I can do the man to figure out
0: my milligrams. Yes. Yep. <laughs> So and then also the salves. Um, another thing, THC treats eczema, psoriasis, minor wounds, skin irritations, burns. I had a third degree burn on my hand. It was about a month ago. It was like a mitt. I mean, I swear my buddies were like, "Dude, you were going to the hospital." No, I'm a fighter, man. I'm a fighter. I can deal with this. And I'm making stuff. And I'm, you know, my hand just was just so many big blisters and that. But anyway, making oil and olive oil. And I was having my hands in the water and then back to the oil and, and going through this. It wasn't but 10 days later, everything was gone. And I was a skeptic of like my salves and everything. Oh, this went away and it's so awesome. And I, and I was like, that's so great. This, and it's the cannabis, it's not me. And sure enough, it's the cannabis, man. I mean, there's not a scar on my hand and it was you know, it was a serious little wound. But uh, anyway, uh, that's my deal is I wanted to get the titration of dosage. The honey there, the honey there. Um, I just brought regular honey. But I... Again, 25 to 44 milligrams if you have a double dose per tablespoon. So I have 400 and some odd milligrams total in the honey bear tested. So that way the person can say, oh, that breaks down to 25 or 44 milligrams per dose, one tablespoon. They know. And it's just the stress of worrying about it is gone. We're in a lot of stress, man. We're in pain. We're in stress just being alive, you know? So if we can come to... The point where, where we we're promised medicine, you know, if we can deliver that, all of us can deliver, so we can feel so much better about it. So, I think that's about all I have.
2: Right on. Well, I just want to reinforce everything that everybody said here today with just one quick discussion on the fact that right now we we touched on earlier, we're dealing with the ability to, for each patient to have one ounce of smokeable medicine. And this is the definition right now. Clearly, alternative ways of medicating are very, very good. There's many, many of them out there, and a lot of them are just really, really prevalent, and really important for certain people in certain conditions, and much better than smoking. So we need to actively do as much as we can to make sure, Helena, make sure the legislator, make sure everybody knows that we need to change things to incorporate alternative delivery systems into how we can transport and how much weight we can have. Essentially we just we need to figure it out to where nobody is illegal because they have a four ounce jar of salad. A pound of butter. You need 16 patients for a pound yeah. of butter. Yeah, 16 patients per pound of butter, which is four steaks of butter. It's it's this big. Alright so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna open it up to questions. Anybody that has any questions relating to alternative delivery, whether they're about salves, edibles, or just the chemistry, we'll go around and give them answer.
5: Um, Rose, you had some, said something about you make tinctures that way. What
3: way do you make tinctures? Um, well, I, I, I have a lab,
5: uh, so I, 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 yeah, I'm <laughs> jealous. But anyhow,
3: I,
6: wave, wave of your hand. <laughs> yes,
3: um, I, I, uh, as, a, as a chemist, we basically extract things for a living, um, so we, we have a lot of other tools to our, our advantage uh, we to do things in a very short time period. And, uh, but uh, so I can't really can't really say how I do it because it's not going to be something that you can do. But uh, the, the ethanol extraction is definitely um, the most effective. I have uh, I've tested. Glycerin tinctures that have not been uh, quantified like his have and have found uh, very, very little active ingredient in them. So I, I personally don't find glycerin to be a, an effective est- extractant. Uh, certainly, if you have six months, that's, that's good for you, uh, a lot of us don't. Um, but ethanol is definitely the most effective uh, thing that's available at Everclear or if you want to buy a, a organic alcohol, it's perfectly fine. The, or, um, and you can let that if you want to and, and that extracts right away you, you don't have to sit that in your closet for three weeks you put it in a jar you cover your cannabis with, uh, w- with alcohol shake it you know, for ten minutes pour it out, strain it and then if you want it more concentrated than what you have, let it evaporate you know, just on the on the counter What about you- um, you know, you can do it heating it up. Uh, I, I don't like to encourage people to heat alcohol in their homes, <laughs> Exactly,
5: <laughs> personally.
3: Not uh, I, I also don't encourage people to do butane extractions. The but if you it. decarboxylate the, uh, <clears throat> the cannabis before you start, uh, just using, putting the dry, if you put your dry cannabis in the oven and, and heat it in this manner, um, you can you can decarboxylate it uh, effectively as well. You might want to give it a little more time because you're going to have to wait for a cookie sheet or a pan to reach full temperature and the material that's in the pan to reach full temperature in order to effectively decarboxylate. But if you take your material and you pour ethanol over that, shake it in a jar, uh, strain it out, and, and let that concentrate, you can make your own tinctures and you can add glycerin to it later for... Uh, sweetness or, or, uh, or uh, to help preserve it better or make it taste better um, and to add to your cooking that way. Okay, well, and another part to that question and I'm asking this of
0: all of you, do
5: you when you make your metabols
3: do you go strain specific? I, I do for people if they if they provide me with strain and they, if they want it because I, I manufacture those also but I um, so it's, it's really up to the caregiver if that's what they want. Um, otherwise, people use, um, use it as a way to, to you know, get more value out of their trim. Um, but some strains have some very interesting characteristics and you like to keep those together.
4: I found that uh, a lot of indicas, like Afghanis, taste really good with chocolates. And uh, a lot of the fruitier strains, I use for my salad dressings, because there's usually is some kind of fruit in there, like a huckleberry, vinaigrette goes good with the blueberry. Um, you know, the, 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 the flavoring agents, the terpenes, and, that are in, in the medicine, really, you know, that's a big part of what I do. I just got nervous before. But, uh, it's matching, you know, the strain with what you're cooking. Yeah, I like to use real, like sativa, like the earthy equatorial sativa to make pasta and grind it, grind it up into the, and you know, it's, it's a lot of choice, but if you use a skunk strain, <laughs> if you use a, a skunk strain in a cookie, it's gonna taste skunk. We almost got kicked out of our kitchen because we had a, a, a whole round of black skunk, sitting, which was just so pungent that you could smell it from a quarter mile away. And,
3: and actually, Tim was rude enough to point out that I had made a lollipop out of skunk strain, and he did not even know that he could, could, taste, could taste it. it. <laughs> I said legally for a year.
0: Then, I'd like to add a little something about the glycerine extensions um, so and the reason why I do them and the fact that they do have neutral and active THC and as much as you want I could pretty much make for you and I say glycerine is better than ethanol, ethanol will strip and dissolve the trichomes and get it directly immediately into your liquid form. Glycerine isn't doing that, but what you're doing with the glyceride is you're giving somebody an application that's alcohol-free, sugar-free. It doesn't even raise your blood sugar level. So in actuality, the diabetics and people who don't want to eat sugar and whatnot, use glycerine, eat it, and make it, because in half a test. You have three milligrams, or you've got one, you need more medicine. Um, don't go above those temperatures. But I, you know, I'm an advocate for all of them. Alcohol tinctures, I got people that love those. I like alcohol tinctures. But you can't go wrong when there's when you are certified you have THC in that bottle. And once you capture your, your recipe, you know, your first testing is gonna be kind of, you know, and then you'll be able to be like, what do I do from here? What do I need? I guess I need more medicine, maybe some keys, maybe I need to pump this thing up, you know. But ratio is really important. We found that glycerin takes a little
4: longer to kick in but lasts a little longer. Uh, with the alcohol, it's kind of a quick quicker setting. <laughs> It gets absorbed
6: yep, faster. Exactly. And some of us can't have alcohol. Yeah, exactly. For whatever reason. The glycerin works. I, like, that's what's well,
7: uh, have yeah. you had any patients with your glycerin that get back kidney pain?
0: Nope, that shame from the glycerin. Yeah, I've heard of that. I'm actually, yeah, i never heard, heard any. And and, and and some
7: some couple of them didn't realize it until they cut back on it. It's like, oh, my kidneys were hurt. Hmm. interesting really. Yeah, shouldn't be It's glycerin. I heard to
6: drink the water theories in this one like, Maybe that's what it is.
0: Too.
6: Maybe. How
5: how does it, does it with too. the pet glycerine? It's actually suspended on
4: the uh, THC. What's that For How, how long? long does it take the uh, alcohol to Oh, this. Uh, extract and I, the THC?
3: Uh, I, I think ten minutes of vigorous shaking
0: will. will no, if you have the teacher made and stuff, put it on the shelf. Say, in neutral form, form in ethanol, how are you going to get it in a neutral form? Yeah, is it? a teaching. How long? I go before oh, you, you, oh, oh, you do it. What's, what's the, the, the shelf life? Yeah, what's the shelf life? As long as the like?
3: alcohol is oh, good.
7: We've talked. We've talked about natural, natural. It's,
3: it's a preservative. Alcohol is a preservative. This is old medicine. This is old And
5: now we're adding cannabis to a lot of ancient yeah. research. Is all we're doing. Basically.
3: Glycerin does have more of a shelf life. It's good to keep that in the refrigerator. Uh, it, it can expire and get rancid, but uh, especially if it's because it's much. Much harder to get the plant material out of it, um, so you, you can't introduce some microbes that way. So that's definitely better to keep that in the refrigerator. Uh, also keeps it um, keeps the THC in suspension better. Uh, it tends to fall
0: out. And then uh, I want to reiterate also that um, working with Noel, I'm in there every single day. I live in Livingston. I'm in Bozeman every day doing business, and all over the state, but. Um, Uh, He uh, does tests other candies and glycerides and whatnot, and Rose is right, a lot of the glycerides out there are bunk. They're just simply not following the recipe properly. And she's right, you know, acid, there's a lot of acid, and there's not enough medicine and whatnot. But if you follow some of those simple instructions, really, you can produce, if you're using enough medicine, man, you know, use more than less to start just to see your numbers are getting close to where you want to be. When I started, I was like, oh, one ounce, like I said, a whole bunch of, you know. It's the ratio that you're just going to have that much THC and all that, so your percentage is going to be really low. So if you less glycerin, more medicine, less alcohol, you know, all the medicine. Are there any regulations as far as commercial kitchens kind of crap that you have That's to follow, the interesting or? thing. I went to get my health, I went to the health inspector in Livingston. I got a new house and kitchen and all that for the business and um, they're like, they will get right back to you. And they're like, nope, you we know, don't. You're a caregiver, licensed, registered caregiver. I said, well, that's really interesting, you know, we're, we're considering it a medicine, but they're not regulating what we're making and putting into in your body. This is why it was so important for me to have this test and see what you're putting in your body better work, it better have KC in it, and let's have it at a dosage level that we can handle and that we know we're putting in our body. How about the brownies and cook things and
4: you, so forth? You don't, like like they were saying, the state doesn't regulate it right now. It doesn't You don't get treated like a regular restaurant or any other bakery would. Um, but
0: we still yeah. yeah you're all there's like you're all good I'm like okay I'm glad
2: I'm a clean yeah. person and I really give a shit about you <laughs> <laughs> to be, to be yeah. fair yeah. Medicine, you know? so, to be fair I owned a restaurant in Livingston and the health inspector saw me for like five seconds once right. so <laughs> it might just be town you know each no. town is going to no. be different no. you know you hear, you hear people good. in I know that prosecutor in Missoula County each week has got to come up with a different reason why everything everybody's doing is illegal. So who knows, next week it might be something to do with evidence. So it, just, it really is where you are a lot has to do with it too. I think.
3: Yeah, the, um, the Health Department is currently not getting involved in any cannabis cooking. So uh, in that case it is, it is sort of eye or beware. And uh, I think it's good to have a professional on your side because right now, pretty much uh, banned bake sale seems to be the bar for what is being sold. And uh, I think that, that we, need to, we need to elevate that to something a little more professional.
2: You know, eventually, too, regulation is coming down through the line. There's going to be right. changes made here in Helena. I would say right now, there doesn't seem to be a lot of people going around making sure that you're in a certified kitchen when you prepare your edibles. But if you're looking to build a serious company that's going to last for the next 20, 30 years, I'd be getting that stuff in line. Because in the next, it might be a few months, it might be a few years, but it will eventually be mandatory, I would assume. Especially so long as we call this a medicine. It's probably going to be even more tight at some point in time than just food. Do we have more questions? Sorry. Chef guy, yeah. do you have any,
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you said chocolate and a certain, what did you say? In, like Afghanis and chocolate. There anything, butterscotch?
7: any recommendations? They what, all go good with peanut. They well, all go good butter. <laughs>
4: kind of smart. That's, yeah. Yeah. Piney, or <laughs> strains actually taste really good. or like the old piney, like skunks, and, like that are more like pine tasting actually. Really? Go really well. If you, that's where the, the name comes from. It's the Scotch pine. You know, you smell the bark in the tree. It smells like it smells like butterscotch, and it's it's amazing. It's like the combination. Was, like, I do a little bit of a lot of our trim that that I work is mixed together. And uh, then I'll get shakes because I also run the dispensary out there, and we'll get a lot of shake from a specific amount, a specific strain, and I'll cook something with that specific strain, and, and just mess around with it. And there's, I mean, the the possibilities are endless. You know, the, the, every strain has a little, every batch of every strain tastes a little bit different. So I, you know, there's nothing that always goes good <laughs> with it, but. You know, we, we, a lot of what I do, I hate to taste of ganja in my food. You know, I just I can't stand it. I've been doing it long enough to where I don't ever want to taste it again if I don't have to. Um, and that's what, uh, what I think separates us from some other people. A lot of the edibles I've seen out there, you can smell the, ganja, the reefer in them. And mine smell just like any, you know, you can taste it at the end, but like the first bite you get isn't, oh, that's a ganja cookie. Well, you're like, oh, that's a great oatmeal raisin cookie that just happens to taste like ganja at you know. And we had a lot of spices to, you know, to complement each different strain. And it, it's kind of why they hired me. <laughs> you know, I, I to got a culinary degree, so. And, uh, you know, a lot of it is trial and error, you know. It's, you know, I've thrown away stuff that Tom the Bear's not in here anymore. Yeah, I've thrown away some stuff because I, I made something out of the wrong strain and it was horrible. You know, it's... I'll think your failures. <laughs> <laughs> we, have a, we have a few guinea pig patients out there
7: that are like, hey, try this. <laughs> I, I, I tried to cook with it. I'm, I get a bit of an upset intestinal system by
4: <coughs> eating any marijuana, leaves, plants, that kind of stuff. There's absolutely no plant material in oh, right. any of our butter. It's all straightened out.
7: Well, if, if you make your butter stronger, then you don't have to use as much butter. Right, yeah, but, for fifteen minutes. Yeah, you got I mean, you use a, you use, butter a, butter use the same amount of butter, good but goodness. not as much. You know, proportionally, you can just use a little bit of a can of butter. Yeah. The rest, regular butter. True. Yeah. Yes, and, that'll, yeah. that'll, and that'll help it. Yeah, we right? started
4: making multiple strengths too, where there's yeah. like a, a second double-run <coughs> butter batch where it's you know twice as strong. So, to twenty-five pounds
5: of butter, how much? Do you guys put in there fifty pounds
2: a week? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I put in. of patients. and I don't know exactly what he's doing, but a lot of people that make medibles, especially everything that I use to process, all my buds get sold as medicine. Yeah. We make everything else out of the trim. Yep. The trim still has plenty of frosted trichomes on, and if you do your extraction process properly, it doesn't matter how small number of trichomes are actually on that trim because all you're doing is taking them away from everything else. So you just have to maybe use more trim than you would bud, but essentially what you can do is you can supplement selling buds by taking all of your trim and through extraction <coughs> processes getting as potent as you want anything else. And right. When we first started we had a big, you know, we were discussing how strong we wanted to make it
4: and. and um, Honestly, my cookies that I'm making are stronger than anything I've ever done in my history. You know, I like I like to be able to eat, I like to be able to eat three cookies because they taste so good. And uh, and but once the company and I decided how how strong we were going to make our butter, it, it gets it's really you know it, to get it by looking at it to tell how much you you have to put in to get it to be consistent over batch after batch week after week like we do you know I think it's you know a lot of eyeball on it too I mean because unless you know exactly how strong your your medicine is and you know your trim and everything you're putting into your butter there's no hey 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 you
7: do so much better when you talk, talk into the microphone okay when you hear I'm yourself sorry. on here
4: you I know, freeze I did, up I told you, you just I get weird.
7: Right, but
1: if you don't talk, get the you I just know
5: I have worked in a bakery. Right. I just want this mental picture of you like up to your armpits
3: and
4: weed mm-hmm. and door. Well, that's pretty much what I was <laughs> thinking about. This what, what was your question over here? Well, I
5: was asking for a little bit of a petition because I came in after you already started talking about the tinctures of the literature. And I heard you talking about using neutral products. So you're making tinctures
0: with products No, it's
2: yeah, has been decarboxylated. Neutral means decarboxylated. What you have at first is your acid, the COOH group. That's your carboxylic acid. The process of decarboxylation is taking that off, and what you're left with is THC. And that's done with heat, and then
0: also allowing you to breathe. breathe. The carbon needs somewhere to go. So Uh you're a good help. Uh, is there any different procedure for using uh, bubble bags and, and getting, using your lower grade uh, ash to uh, cook with? Uh, is there any benefit to that? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I use uh, keef and I use bubble hash and I use honey oil. Um, my candies are strictly made with honey oil, um, and my bud capsules are now made with keef. My tinctures generally now are made with pure keef, um, and. Um, yeah, most of the stuff I do is with the higher grade medicine, other than the oils for the salves and for the edibles, because all that trim we need to do something with it. And it does pull good numbers. It pulls great numbers. So uh, if I'm using trim that uh, looks like it's Benkeith, I'll use two cup, two ounces of it per one cup of oil. If I have trim that's pretty sticky, then I use one ounce per one cup. And my numbers generally get into about 355 milligrams per two ounces. So you're actually looking at... About 60 milligrams per brownie or cookie, which is a great, you know, heavy dose. And if you want them less, you just mess it. But yeah, so you know. To answer your
3: question, the keep in the bubble this is great to use. You still have to decarboxylate it. You you get a lot of the uh, you don't have to deal with a lot of the plant flavor. And, and it's that's, a, yeah. you know, it's that's a it's a whole lot of work.
4: Yeah, yeah. Just to make cookies. Well, yeah. see, uh, I've just been saving all this stuff that comes out of the 100 200 micron. Eggs, oh, absolutely! You know, so it's I'm,
0: fantastic. So I figured I'd just save that. Grinding up here, nice. Is it all in powder form or is it all pressed? It's it? all powder, powder still. Yeah, use that stuff, man. Mm-hmm. That's all. THC's THC. Trichomes and little particles. So,
3: right. Bring it to me, I'll make you a little something.
2: something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's getting uh, it's getting a little late. Do we have any more quick questions before we wrap this session up? I just want to say take advantage
0: of the labs, you know, like Rose and Noel and anybody, you know, these two, and this has done worlds for me in answering questions. And don't be afraid, throw down some money. I had very little money when I started and I paid the maximum, it was 250 bucks a test at time. Very expensive. I didn't care, I wanted to make a good medicine and I was broke. And uh,
2: now every week I spend about a thousand dollars on my tests, so. Once you're, once you, have that pedigree too it puts you into that echelon where you're easily able to sell your medicine because you can scientifically prove this is going to work this has this much in it